The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. Hey, fellas. This is Greg Williams, Dr. Heat. I get my ass ripped for having too many zero blitzes. And some of those I'd love to have back. But you're all s*** on the podcast. I can't believe it. It pales what I do on a zero blitz in comparison to some of the bad life choices that Andrew, Ralph, Dave, and Kevin make. Are you kidding me? We can't make better choices on what we say and do and how we live our life. And now it's on podcasts? Well, let's get this straightened out and let's do a better job for everybody out there who listens to that dumbass you guys are talking about enjoy it signing off greg williams all right everybody welcome to another edition of saints happy hour podcast andrew today it's kind of a sad episode uh we're going to talk about zach streif he's going to denver and you know i know you you were really close to him after you know we had him as a guest on the podcast and you know you developed a friendship with us he was great to the show he let us use port orleans for the live show like he was tremendous and i'm excited for him because he's going to denver and he's like he's going to be really smart i think he's going to be a head coach like in maybe not rapidly but in the next five to ten years he's he's going to be a head coach i just think he he has those characteristics and but but i'm sad because he was great in that it was cool that he was an assistant coach for the Saints. He helped the program. He, he was a great source of information for us. I'm, I, I know it's for the best for him, but I'm sad. Yeah, well, first of all, put the anointing water down a little bit, Ralph. Yeah. My God. Hey, coach, he's got, he's got a way to go. He's just getting a, he officially offensive line coach now. So, you know, That's he's right. got to work his way up to offensive coordinator and go from there. But, yeah, no, I, I do think he has the characteristics. Um you know, whenever I th- think about a good coach, I, I ask myself, is he a good communicator? And I mean, Zach was a play-by-play guy, for God's sake. So he can definitely talk the talk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, per- interpersonally, he's he's well-liked. I, I think it's a big deal when Sean Payton poaches you, right? Like when Sean mm-hmm. Payton decides, I- I'm starting with a new team, and Zach, I want you to come over with me and be my offensive line coach. And how many guys could he have picked for that role? And he picked that's Zach. Right. So that's, that's a really big deal. And I think Mickey Loomis thought enough of Zach to let him go get that promotion and uh, didn't want to stand in the way. So, you know, I, yeah, look, he, he's, he's a big part of the New Orleans culture, the Saints culture, and it is 
it is devastating to lose a guy like that on some level. Um, you know, and as so, far yeah. as the Saints, like y- you can see clearly, you know, he, once he got on the coaching staff, he didn't do as many interviews, obviously, but you could see when he would talk to media, he had a way of explaining what offensive linemen did and how he was making them better in a clear, concise way to a person that, like me who doesn't know anything about offensive line. So I know he could com- communicate it to the player. You know, he was talking about like Trevor Penning. Hey, you know, when you were at Northern Iowa, like all you had to do was get your hands on a dude and you ragdolled them. But now that's not going to cut it, man. You got you to do technique. You got to know this. You got to know that. And you could see it like the offensive line for the Saints – Considering all the injuries they had, it held up pretty freaking well. Now, at the end, it it just ran out of bodies. Literally, they were like an injury away from Troutman playing tackle against Carolina. So, like at the (laughs) at the the end, like they just ran out of bodies. But yeah, wheels came off. Yeah. But I think Ruiz was better. I think you know they had guys that played that like weren't a disaster in the middle of the year. They had some struggles against Pittsburgh and different things. But I think Zach, Zach Streif, Jari Evans were a huge, were a huge part of that. And we'll have to see where, where it goes. Um, yeah. He's, he's a good teacher. He's a good communicator. He, he relates to players. He does all that. You know, my, my story with Zach is interesting. So, you know, as you remember, um, there was a, there was a year where he was older. Uh, I want to say he was like 32 is later in his career. And I remember talking to you, know, Jonathan Goodwin's been on the show and he's, he's, he's a friend that I've talked to over the years. And I remember asking Goody, um, and this is before I knew Zach, I'm like, how does this guy 32 just come out and have one of the best years of his career? Like, how does that happen in the latter stages? He might've been 32, 33, something like that. And Goody was just like, look, man, like Zach's always been good. Like you get a string of health. If, you, right. if you're, if you're a good NFL player and you just get a run where like, you're not banged up a bunch of games in a row and you're just feeling good physically. A lot of times that's all it takes to kind of put together a really good season. Um, Cause he, you know, the capabilities have always been there. And so, you know, I was talking about, so planted at that. And I remember like I put some stuff out there on social media at the time. I didn't know that Zach was taking stock in that, um, but I was putting, I, I feel like Zach, is a prototypical tackle who like all everyone remembers and this is why fans are the worst That's all right. everyone remembers is like the one time he got drew Brees lit up right like, That's Drew Brees right. takes one massive hit you know zach happens to get beat by some speed rusher is a mod right. brooks or something but it's like some some speed rusher that beats everybody but zach gets beat one time and drew takes a massive hit gets his head taken off and like now, that, that's all fans remember, right? So everyone's like, oh, he was getting a lot of heat. And I remember being like, you guys are way off base. Like, Zach Streif has had a sick season, like an insane season. But he took stock of that. Like, he, I put that out there, and, and I guess he was lurking in the shadows. That's right. And he saw it. And so from there, I just remember Zach followed me on Twitter. It was kind of surprising. I was like, oh, weird. And so, of course, me being the resourceful person that I am, um, as soon as I see follow, uh, follow, I immediately am like, hey, what? Yeah, I DM him immediately. <laughs> hey, you want to come on the podcast? And I'm sure at that point he's rolling his eyes like, oh, fuck, I, I shouldn't have followed this guy. But 
he was nice enough to say, you know what, like you've been nice to me and said some nice things when other fans were crushing me. So I will come on your pod. And uh, I remember like the first show we did with him was really exciting for us. It was super cool to get him on. And uh, he had a way with words that just like, dude, I got to say, we've done many player interviews over the years and most of them are painful. I actually prefer a lot of media personalities because they they talk well and like, I just feel like 90% of player interviews. Probably, probably low. It's probably like 95% they're, of they're players. They're just, yeah, they just suck. Because like <clears throat> it's so hard to unearth like interesting things out of players. I, I think it's two-pronged. I think, number one, they're not public speakers. But number two, like they're afraid to just say shit that's going to get right. them in trouble. Right? Like right. They, have a, they have a, I don't know, they have a reputation to keep or whatever. So... But Streif came on and immediately, like, you know, great interview, way with words. Like, he nailed it. It was, it was great content. And it started from there. And, yeah, we, we kept in touch over the years and uh, developed, like you said, a relationship with Porter Orleans. But, you know, what's funny with Zach is he has a way of making you feel like a complete idiot, but you're also thanking him for it. You know, I, I always <laughs> right. like he, he would be demeaning to me at times. He would hit me up and be like, hey, that tweet you just fired off, Horrible. like that was terrible. And he, he would he would humiliate me. But by the end of the conversation, it was like, man, th- thanks for sharing that. And, you know, it was like an educational moment. So Yeah, it's like, like, you know, <laughs> a lot of people that, that know a lot of stuff, you know, and this is a, this is a great thing that Bomani Jones always said. Well, like really smart people, there are either two kinds of smart people. There's either the smart person where everybody's like, "That guy's a freaking jerk," and we hate him, or it's like, "That guy's really smart. We need it. We need we need to ask him. He needs to help us solve this problem." And Zach yeah. is kind of one of those really smart people. Where you can go to him and he's kind of, he'll be kind of difficult, kind of poke you. But like in the end, if you listen, he has a lot to tell you, you know? So he's, yeah. he, and, and look, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was cool. Like, uh, so one time I was like, kind of, hey, we, I, I got to meet this guy. And I knew he, he, Porter Orleans, he had opened that up. And so, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come. I brought my family to like come support Port Orleans, go there for the first time, eat a meal there, drink a couple beers. And, and so I get there and Zach's just, it was crazy. It was like this empty room. There's probably like, it was in the middle of the day. So there's probably three or four people there. And, and Zach is sitting there in the corner working on a laptop. And, and I walk in and uh, he immediately recognizes me, comes over. And then for the next like 90 minutes, he just sat with me and my family and had lunch there, had a couple beers and, just shot the shit and he was the coolest guy. He's so nice. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very appreciate, appreciative of me stopping by and then he comped me. So he was like, your, <laughs> your right. money's no good here. I, I couldn't even no good pay. Here. Yeah, it was terrible. Like and so then I'm like, all right, well, I'm at least going to buy a six pack, you know, and on the way out and he gives me that three. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, got to make so money. Anyway, got to keep it, keep it afloat. Gotta, but he, he's, he super generous guy. I mean, he's been really good to me and my family just over the years and, you know, really, like, I don't know that I've really reciprocated much. Other than, yeah, like, we have other than one nice thing that I said about him, like, 10 years ago or whatever on Twitter. Like, I, I it, it was, it's been a very, like, one-way relationship. And so I, I feel a lot of guilt about that. But that's the kind of guy, that's the point I'm making is, like, that's the kind of guy that's he right. is. Um, he's always been uh, 
out there for the community, for the team, uh, for, for his friends, for his people. And Zach is a really high quality guy. And the Saints are losing, in my opinion. And, and it's not just like, so a lot of times you can say, oh, well, he's just a, an assistant coach, right? He's, he's an assistant offensive line coach. Is it really that big of a deal to lose a guy like that? And my answer is yes, because he has an institutional knowledge. When you talk about the culture and the standard that you're trying to set, like he may be lower lower on the totem pole, but like make no mistake, his voice carries a lot of weight around that locker room. And he he is very respected. And he is kind of one of the torchbearers of this culture uh, because he's been in it. He's played for the team. He's He's been in the media, so he understands that aspect of it. And then he was back in the building as a coach. And I think his his experiences have been invaluable. And if you don't believe me, like, again, Sean Payton just took him away. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't it wasn't a thing of like, you know, Sean Payton. It wasn't like, oh, he's talking to this offensive line coach that's been in the league for 25 years he's talking to this guy he's talking to that guy but they all turned him down and like streif is like the fourth choice no 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 that thing was announced like during, <laughs> it came out during his presser in denver yeah, they, they, right rap sheet lie yeah he fired that off during yeah the so like yeah. clearly like zach streif was on that list of like guys i'm taking with me when he's doing that interview with denver and they're like so hey sean who are you building a staff with and he's like this is my plan and like Zach Streif was on that short. The interesting thing to me about Zach Streif is he had his NFL career is so sort of in, emblematic to me of like how NFL can just be over like that. Like you talked about that season that he had, it was 2016. He had the best season of his career. 2017, he gets injured against the Vikings the first game and i don't think he ever played another snap podcast ads are the worst right everyone hates them you can get saints happy hour ad free by becoming a patron that's right patrons get access to every show ad free no ads ever you also get breaking saints news podcast saints player grades early access to shows and behind the scenes access plus you get access to our discord channel where you can talk saints 24 7 in private with other saints happy hour listeners and you get our world famous booze bundle with four swag items amazing so sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again go to saintshappyhour.com that's saintshappyhour.com and sign up today the same like i think yeah i don't i i think he i remember him telling me that the timing felt good to retire because i think he he would have come back maybe and played another year if ryan ramchek wasn't in the building i think he felt really good about yeah there there being someone that could take over that was potentially even going to be better than him in a year or two like he just ramchek was just that good he had that much potential and he's living that out now i mean we're seeing how good of a player ramchek is but I think at the time he was like, man, I can't retire and just leave Drew to get crushed. <laughs> you know, I, if, we don't, if we don't have a good plan in place, like I can't be, I can't be yeah. that guy that retires. And on the other side of it, I'm watching some right tackle get roasted and he sends Drew into retirement. So I think he felt a lot better about, uh, you know, well, I mean, yeah. look, I, I think Ram check on some level. Sometimes when you draft a guy, it accelerates another guy's uh, retirement, but 
Um, no, he had a great career. And look, as a seventh round pick for him to come as far as he did. And I don't know, I don't know if you remember Ralph, but when he came on our show, I think the first time it was either the first time or the second time he mentioned that, uh, he almost retired in camp. Like he barely made it through uh, in his first rookie right. camp. And so for, you know, for him to end up having the career that he did and you know, he wasn't ready to play. Uh, and so he was very fortunate to be John Stinchcomb's understudy and kind of get developed and get used to game speed with the tackle eligible. A lot of, a lot of teams don't do that. A lot of teams don't have a jumbo tackle that they throw out there and that was he, – he talked about how valuable that was for him to get kind of acclimated to the speed of the game and have a chance to go up against other teams. And he wasn't playing right tackle necessarily, but he was getting valuable reps that kind of prepared him for being ready to eventually become a starter. And so he was fortunate that that path kind of lined itself up for him, whereas I think some guys, like, they never get on the field. They never get – Mm-hmm. to acclimate themselves and then you know maybe they go finally get a start and it doesn't go well for three weeks and then they never play again yeah so yeah. i'm glad that that sean payton in the end i'm glad he went to denver because yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence i mean like selfishly I'm... like I, I i selfishly in my mind lived in this world where zach would just be with the saints forever just, like, yeah he would just co- promote coaches promote. could come and go and like coaches kept getting fired but it was just like this grandfathered in thing where like Zach Streak stays. I I don't care who the head coach is, like Zach is on your staff. Like you you inherit Zach and he just yeah. stays forever. Like when like uh, Rick Venturi. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but that's not realistic. And and look, that's he right. he made a decision when he left Porter well, he still owns Port Orleans, but when he left day to day operations at Port Orleans and he left uh play the play by play job, which is a great job. You know, it was a, I mean he could have made a career out of that. That's and he right. made a decision to change careers and get back into coaching. And, uh, you know, when, when he got back into coaching, I think standing there is like, yeah, I'm a coach now and this may take me somewhere else. And, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, when someone comes knocking and it's a promotion and it's a better opportunity in the NFL, you got to take that. And so that's what this is. And so I, I'm thrilled for Zach, really happy because – I, I agree with you. I do think he's going to go on to bigger and better things than even just this. Like, I, I think he will progress beyond the offensive line coach of, of the Denver Broncos, but this is kind of the next step in his evolution. And I think when it's there, you got to take it. So I'm really excited for him. And uh, But it's mixed emotions. It's really sad to lose a guy like that. And, uh, man, I just hope one day uh, – the stars align and, you know, things kind of work out to where maybe he can come back to the saints in a different capacity. Uh, as you said, maybe offensive coordinator or head coach, who knows? Yeah. I'm torn because I, I <clears throat> on the one hand, I want that second round pick from Denver to be as high as possible. So I don't want them to win that much, but on the other hand, I really want to laugh at all the draft nerds and, and NFL Twitter and analytics nerds that were like, Giving up a draft pick for a coach is dumb, and you you could have got you could have got John, Jonathan Gannon for free. Why would you get Sean Payton? Like I want I want the Broncos to go like twelve and five, and all these other teams that didn't get him, Sean Payton to be like, yeah, Denver gave up the 29th pick and they doubled their win total, more than doubled it. You think they give a damn? Like I I want that. So I'm so I'm torn, and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rooting. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna be rooting for the Broncos. 
kind of in the offensive line. Like when I see, I, I feel like you were Cincinnati was kind of your AFC team. They were, and I and broke then up with you them. Kind of, you kind of turned on them after the whole Cincinnati thing with Joe Burrow and Saints fans rooting for him instead of the Saints, like that. So you're kind of you're kind of out on Cincinnati. I'm kind of so out on there. I'm out on Cincinnati. My son wants turned on Joe Burrow, huh? Yeah, I just like it's not that. It's just like I don't want to be associated with those people that are like I'm a Saint, I'm a diehard Saints fan, except when they play Cincinnati and I have Cincinnati gear. Like, no, I don't want to be associated. Those people are gross, and I don't want to be associated. That that, that sounds like ba- a Bengals fan to me. Yeah, it sounds like a Bengals fan. So, like, I don't but, want to be associated. Yeah, so, I got- so, so, so you got an AFC. You need a new AFC team. That's so right. You're gonna you're gonna go with the Broncos. It's Broncos. My son wants. My son is big on the Jaguars because that's his flag football team. So I don't know Jaguars Broncos maybe. But I I think I'm gonna be like the thing is Andrew. I think I'm gonna be watching a lot of Broncos games because they're gonna be in the West Coast, so they're gonna be in that three o'clock window. And all those AFC games, Broncos, Chiefs, Broncos, you know, for those AFC West teams play each other, it's going to be appointment television. It's going to be going to be the featured game, national game of the week on in the three o'clock window or the, the primetime game on Sunday. And I just think I'm going to be I think we're going to be watching a lot of Broncos games because now that Denver, they have Russell Wilson and they have Sean Payton, I think. The like Monday night football and the primetime games. Like I think the the people that pick those games, they're gonna ignore the whole Nathaniel Hackett experience and they're just gonna pretend that never happened. And they're gonna assume the Broncos are gonna be good with Sean Payton. So I think they're gonna be playing a lot of primetime and national spotlight games. So I think we're gonna be seeing a lot of them. So I kind of just like just root for them. Like, you know, they're AFC. It's fine. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm definitely rooting for the Broncos now. And uh, although uh, Russell Wilson, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But, but yeah, I, I'm down with the Broncos. Yeah. And I, I will say this. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to see the media approach on Peyton about it. I didn't even realize that Russell Wilson had, like, his own quarterback coach that was, like, not yeah. not on team staff, but he was allowed in the building. And yeah. they, asked, they asked Sean Peyton about that. Yeah. And his immediate reaction is, like, yeah, that's foreign to me. I'm not familiar with that, but <laughs> I, I can I can tell you right now that's not going to be happening on my watch. And right. I, I just I just love that right out of the gate, a classic Sean Payton, like just just sending that message. There's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like this shit, this shit's not going to fly anymore, Russell. It's like it's like <laughs> Drew didn't have his own office. Drew didn't have a personal quarterback coach. Neither do you, buddy. Neither do you. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. But, but yeah, we just wanted to do this podcast and 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 make it public so everybody can hear. Because we just wanted to, I, yeah. we wanted to thank Zach Streif because you know we're just a little Saints podcast out here. We're bigger than we're bigger than we were when Zach befriended us and and was great to us. We're a little bigger now, but like it matters. Like people that are not people that are nice to us, we love them forever. Like we're not gonna lie. Like we 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 totally play favorites. People that are nice to us in the media and players and all that, like if they're nice to us, we like them. <laughs> We like them. We don't. We don't pretend to be unbiased here. Well, there's so many people that hate us. You know, that that's right. It really stands out when you like us. But uh, no, I, I don't know if Zach will listen to this or not. Um, but just uh, you know, a tremendous honor to be able to count on what he's been given given to me all these years, and like just a great dude, really solid dude. And I'm really gonna miss him. Uh, I know the organization is really gonna miss him, and. Uh, we lost a great one, but uh, like you said, we're, we're cheering from him from afar. Yeah. 
All right, guys, thanks for joining us. If you're listening to the free version of this show, become a patron, man. Sign up. Try us out. $7 a month, $10 a month. I promise it'll be the best money you invest to make your Saints offseason that much more enjoyable. Uh, it's great, and we're the best. You get in the Discord. We're talking Saints 24-7. They have a ton of Saints news from now until the draft. Being the Saints Happy Hour patron keeps you plugged in and enjoy your Saints fandom. Take it to the next level. Trust me, you won't regret it. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. We will see you again tomorrow. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.